guest is Maisha Williams, who joins us from sunny Los Angeles, California. Originally born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, Maisha got her start in the industry when she landed a job at Coyote Ugly in Memphis. Maisha earned her degree in theater and eventually decided to move to L.A. to pursue an acting career. While in L.A., Maisha worked several mobile bartender gigs and now works at Soho House in West Hollywood. Make sure you check out Maisha on Instagram at Maisha 2.0, and that is spelled M-Y-E-S-H-A 2.0. Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Industry Podcast. My name is Kip. This is Dan. How are you doing? I'm still awesome, man. No complaints. Right. Well, actually, I got a lot to complain about, but it's nothing consequential. Yeah, I already right? had to listen to that before we started Yeah, that's true, so. man. <laughs> so a lot of first world problems every week. Yeah. It's, it's a rough life. Spent your day lugging a bunch of lumber up your driveway? Yeah, I did. I did, instead that's of working. Good. Yeah, that's good. good. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, uh, luckily, nobody who you work for listens to this show. Thank so. God. <laughs> and what about yourself? Same shit, different day. Um, I I should announce that this will be coming up this coming Wednesday by the time this podcast airs, but it's actually starting tonight, which we're recording on a rare Wednesday, Sugar Run, downtown Kitchener. My one bar will be hosting a live stand-up comedy event with Olivia Statz. She is an amazing Toronto comedian who writes on the show Letterkenny, and she'll be bringing different Toronto comics down weekly to Sugar Run. Shows at 8.30 every Wednesday. So you should come this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And when you refer to this Wednesday, that'll be July the 20th. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So hopefully Basis. people come tonight because it's the first one. And uh, yeah, and but people should be coming in the future. And then also, of course, you're going to want to check out Babylon Sisters Wine Bar. That's in Uptown Waterloo for all your uh, getting drunk on wine needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of big events coming up there as well. All of, every Friday, it's DJ Bain spinning R&B, so you don't want to miss that. Oh, yeah. We did like the DJ last Thursday. Did you? Yes. Oh, good. That was good times from what I can recall. <laughs> Perfect. Good, good old Shane always drops yeah. good beats. Yeah, that's a sugar run. Yeah. But So we should mention that as well. Sugar run, DJ 88, every Thursday night. And actually, by the time you're listening to this, sugar run will also be hosting Burlesque again on July 23rd. I think that's the Saturday. I should get the dates right. Um, so you want to check that out. Sassy Ray at Sassy Ray Burlesque. She is going to be performing again this July 23rd at 9.30. And you can check out actually her episode of the podcast in our archives, as well as many other amazing episodes. Correct. She was... Yeah. yeah. You're not going to be able to no, figure that out. No, it's going to be a bunch of episodes. Well, so we, <laughs> so we're on episode 120 right now, and joining us shortly will be our 120th guest, Maisha Williams. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, we should let you know that if you want to be a guest on the show or like would like to sponsor the show, the easiest way to get a hold of us is on Instagram. You can DM us at the Industry Podcast or in, email us directly at info at the Industry Club. And subscribe, rate, review. That helps us tremendously. Sure does. Yeah. Yeah. So you should be doing more of that. Rate this episode. It's going to be a good one. And... Finally, Zach Hanna at ZachHanna.co. He is the man behind the artwork on our Instagram page. We love him. And so go and support him. And you can find the links to everything we talk about in the show notes as well. So okay. So you can always check that out. All right. Well, that's enough about us. Why don't we get to our uh, fabulous guest for this week, Maisha Williams, coming to us from Los Angeles. How are you doing? What up? I'm doing great. Great. Good. Yeah. Thanks for doing the show. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thank you for inviting me. 
Yeah, well, and thanks for dealing with our fuck up in scheduling too. We, just, <laughs> we got we, Maisha and I got off to a good start because we totally, I totally boned the date. We, she thought we were going to do it last Wednesday, but we're doing it this Wednesday, and she accommodated us anyway. So thanks again. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, so let's just dive right into your career a little bit, Maisha. You were born. Yeah, we're, it's time. We're talking about you now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Let's go. <laughs> you were uh, you were born in Tennessee, correct? Yes, Memphis, so, Tennessee, to be exact. Oh, nice. So, yeah, talk to us a little bit, yeah, even before we get to that, about growing up in Memphis, because that's such a cool city. Yes. So Memphis is home of the blues and the barbecue, you know, a lot of rap, 3-6 Mafia. The people there are very real and blunt. So when I moved to Los Angeles, that was very different. They're like, Maisha, why did you say that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's just really, it's it's gritty, and I love it. It's 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 the South. A lot of people think it's like Northwestern or something like that. I'm like, no, it's the South. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I love Memphis. Uh, I, I wouldn't move back home, but still, it's really nice to have <laughs> nice, that as a home. Nice to visit. <laughs> yes. And how old were you when you left? I believe, okay, hold on. Three years ago, I'm 27. <laughs> 24. 20, 24, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so you so growing up, that you obviously went through high school and did some school. Uh, you went yes. to drama school as well in Tennessee. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so what at what point did you realize you wanted to be an actress? I think I was in high school. Of course, I did some little stuff when I was in elementary school. But when I was in high school, I joined this this speech and debate team. It was called Forensics. And it's not about the what you think it is. It's mainly about I would go to solo acting competitions and duet acting competitions. Some are actually speech and debate where you're arguing. And yeah, I excelled at it really fast. Um, it was really fun. I on prom night, on, on the day of prom night, I made it to state. My mom and my sister were so like excited about me going to prom. I'm like, dude, I just made it to state for solo acting. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> And after that, I started doing some plays, uh, Charlotte's Web. I was the mom. And um, after that, I did community theater. So that's how I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really great. Like, I yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm wild and I have a wild personality. So it just fits me. Mm-hmm. And so it, I assume that's obviously was behind your decision to move to L.A. in the first place, correct? Yes, yeah. yes. So did you do any bartending in Memphis or did you? Yes, only... I did. Okay, talk to, <laughs> us about, talk to us about the places you were working at there. So it was one place and that was Coyote Ugly Saloon. Right. Uh, I was there for three years. Actually, let me just tell you the story about that. So yeah. I was a senior in college and I had financial problems. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to play um and I was struggling and I just felt bored and alone I was I don't know I just didn't have something to, to move on or, or to look forward to and of course I feel like everybody's in the movie Coyote Italy, yeah, Saloon yeah. the movie and I went to uh, Bill Street with my friend drinking and just hanging out and my friend got me to get on the bar and I was like all right that's fine and the girl she said you should work here and I was like, really? She said, yeah, girl, you can dance. You're a fun spirited person. I was like, uh, okay. So I applied there the next day. Ever since then, it's been nice. But uh, yeah, I was there for three years and I got a chance to bartend for a little bit at New York, the uh, location in New York for a couple of days. And I got a chance to bartend um, in Austin for South by Southwest because you get a chance oh, to travel. Cool. It'd be really great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and 
San Antonio. I got a chance to bartend there for one day because they had an anniversary party. Now, the best thing about it is anniversary parties. If you don't get fired from Coyote Ugly, they have each location (laughs) has the anniversary party every year. So it's two hours of free alcohol, crazy dancing. It's amazing. So that was a really great experience to start my bartending life out. And did you feel like kind of working at a place like that is almost a little bit of acting as well? It was actually, yeah. it was, I, I was a performer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, because yeah, I wasn't just bartending, I was also dancing. So we had to learn, I think, three to five dance numbers. One was The, the Devil Went Down to Georgia. One was Work Bitch by Britney Spears, mm-hmm. Copperhead Road, and two more for Gab. But yeah, it was a lot of uh, hosting, getting people to buy fireball shots so you can pour a fireball in their mouth. It was dancing on the bar, walking on the bar. Yeah, you, you had the mic. You had to have the mic to say shot time. Right. So that was, yeah. <laughs> was I don't the, think I was acting, though. I was performing and having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like performing acting. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, so, like, what's a crowd like at a place like that, though? It's a dive bar. So yeah. a lot of people during the daytime, of course, they're tourists. So they come in to see how the bar is like. And they always ask, is this the bar in the movie? I know. Sometimes I lie and say, yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) But the tourists come in during the daytime and at nighttime, everybody wants drinks. Everybody wants shots. They want simple stuff, Jack and Coke, margaritas, really simple stuff. Of course, we were by a college, University of Memphis. That's the college I went to. So there's a lot of... uh, can I get a vodka water or a vodka Sprite or fireball shot? And it was right. like, ugh. Like, yeah. ew. So it was a lot of craziness. I've dealt with like, bar fights. Well, I didn't deal with it. I watched it. And yeah, stepped yeah. Aside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good, not That's me. a good call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just been a lot of crazy stuff that's going on working in that bar, uh, especially that one because it's from Memphis. So everybody, they want to pretend to be tough and they want to do this and that. So, you know, of course, after 11 p.m., it gets crazy. <laughs> right. And what about, like, you're kind of on display, like, dancing on the bar. You're dancing for the guests in a way. Like, what was it like with, like, creepy dudes and or creepy women even? I am so glad we had BMFs. They were our, our security. They sent for a bad motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I said it too proper, bad motherfucker. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the rules were, we wrote the rules down on the mirror of the bar. So everybody could see it. It's, one of the rules was, do not touch the girls on the bar. Right. Uh, no man can get on the bar. Only women. It's a women empowerment bar. And of course, if you, one time you'll warn them. Second time, you got to step back or they're going to kick you out. And those bad motherfuckers, they're going to push you out. They don't just, right. hey, sir, get out. No, they're going to push you out. I feel very safe and respected 95% of the time. <laughs> no, um, well, of course, people get drunk and it's like, hell no. Nah. You know, I'm not going to deal with this shit. Yeah. Sometimes it's bad when a guy who's buying all of the shots and tipping you so much money and he's just too drunk to follow the rules and it's like, fuck, he's going to have to give us some money. You know, it's just like, but that's the first job I taught. Like uh, I learned how to hustle and how to be confident and being a bartender is like you get to talk your shit. And I've been a bartender at Hooters, but I fucking hated it. I can't talk my shit and bartender at Hooters. So I was only there for three months and I was like, no, you're not going to talk to me like that. Yeah, so they don't, that's the difference, eh? Like, at a place like Hooters, they don't, they kind of want you flirting with the guests, so they don't want you to talk shit back to the guests, so they don't, yeah. have, they don't have your back in that situation. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so you moved to LA obviously because yes. you're and you want to get into you want to further your acting career. That seems yes. to be the place to go. So what was that like? Talk to us about that. Like that's kind of a big move. Like what what prompted the decision and when how was it when you got out there? Was it a little overwhelming or? I got lucky. So I was applying for jobs. Okay, let's go back. Okay. <laughs> I graduated from college and I was bartending at Coyote Ugly. And I was like, hmm, I want to live a double life. So I was working for a nonprofit uh, as a teacher assistant in Memphis for a year. And they had another position in Los Angeles. And I applied for it and I got it. I wasn't teaching. I was uh, painting murals on school buildings. Well, planning it. So people like the Dodgers or CAA agency, they would say like, we want to get back to to the community. And we're going to bring our employees out and they're going to paint murals on schools. So I plan, I helped to plan that. And the, the great thing about it is they helped to pay my student loans off. So right. everything I was doing reason kind of thing. That's good, um, yeah. So I got the job, moved out here. I got to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> when I was in Memphis, this is really sketchy to do, but I did it. I saw this place that I really liked. It was really, really, really cheap. I was like, yo, I have to go with this. And I was coming from my one-bedroom one apartment in Memphis, Tennessee, which was 650. And I saw a room available in a four-bedroom apartment for 750. And I was like, I'm gonna get it. So I paid her the deposit before I even moved to LA because I wanted to keep it. But that could have been a scam. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm never doing it again. But yeah, that yeah, could have that's risky. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I moved here two weeks before July. But my lease that started to July. So I was like, um, I'm going to just, oh yeah, I drove here in my car as well. So packed oh, everything good. and left. I was how ready to how go. How long that take? Oh, three days. Oh, so wow. um, one day was, I think, eight or 10 hours. The second day was 12 hours because the sun stayed up as we were going uh, to West Coast. And uh, the last one was uh, just five or six hours. So it was nice that I was just taking my time. I can't yeah, do the whole yeah. day. No. no. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So I moved here and I was like, yo, the Airbnbs here are so expensive. So I end up going, uh, I end up staying in San Diego for two weeks <laughs> until my lease was ready. And then I went back to LA. So it was a nice experience, I guess. But if you wanna if you wanna talk about like living in LA and knowing how the changes were, it was, I don't know. It's hard to okay. Let's just say I feel like the people in LA, they're very open-minded and they are, they, they like to connect. They are fake. <laughs> <laughs> it is that they are, but you know, they like to hang around people that they adore, quote unquote adore, like right. to, to get to the place they need to get to, which it makes sense, but it just makes networking so staged. Right. Um, for the first year that I was in LA, I was working 10 hours a day. So I didn't have time to think about acting, except I was, <laughs> I was the Queen Mary for Dark Harbor. It was so nice. Uh, basically, all I did, I dressed up as like a ghost and scared people on a boat. So it was really nice. Yeah. Right. It was really nice. It was really fun. So yeah. So that was just for a month. And my job ended in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, right. So, yeah. So I was like, well, I might as well be a full-time actor, what I actually want to do. Right. Uh, so I was doing background gigs. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so fun. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. 
And um, that's when I got into mobile bartending. I applied for a job. It was on Facebook. She was very unorganized. She she was very <laughs> late to both of the interviews I had. And it was, she she never got me gigs, basically, right? Right. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. But after three months of us hanging out, I realized, like, wow, she wants me to be her friend, but not my boss. She's not getting gigs. Like, what's going on? And I never got paid through her. I only had one gig through her, and uh, it was like a, it wasn't like the people paid for the gig. It was like a gift to them. So I only made $5 in tips, and she oh, felt bad, so she gave me $20. And I was like, all righty, all righty. <laughs> so months later, we we were just friends. Like, she's like, hey, you want to go here? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. So we turned into friends. But I didn't work with her, so I ended up applying for another bartending job. And that was better, and that was nice. The, she actually paid me hourly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> a nice thing. And uh, I got some juicy stuff for you. All right, okay, good. So, so one day she was like, hey, do you want to bartend at uh, my friend's thing? And I was like, no, because I have this other bartending, this other bartending gig that I'm going to do. She was like, really? Like, is it for like something that you're doing or are you working for another bartending company? I said, it's another bartending company. She said, oh, no. <laughs> she said, so I don't know how I feel about that because my bartenders are my bartenders. At least the competition, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, <laughs> Ma'am, uh, yeah. are you paying me? Exactly. Yeah. I actually felt bad because I was like, damn, like that's how you get them. Like, she's your friend. And next thing you know, it's like, I guess I felt bad. Right. But right. my other when I talked to my other friend, she was just like, she's not paying you. You have to get your bills paid at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, there's course, nothing yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I'm fine with you working at a bar. I'm like, girl, that's controlling as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Another juicy part is, I think three weeks later, I started a Facebook page to uh, help the bar- our bartending business out so I can get more bartending stuff so I can work with her and work with the other company. And just, I'm an actor, so I'd rather have my acting stuff on one page and my bartending stuff on a total different page. Right. And that's when I was doing, not yet, but during that time, I was about to start doing YouTube videos of bartending and things like that. And um, I didn't want casting director to, to think like, oh, wow, she's just up in a bikini bartending. <laughs> I didn't want it to... So I separated it. Wait, hang on a, a second. About... That was your gig? That was your YouTube thing? No, 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 no. Yeah. I, okay. Like you were for dressing. fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. For fun, I just did that. And I thought I would like... Bikini bartending. Thought, yeah, the yeah. bikini bartending. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was auditioning uh, for a piece and my friend said, Maisha, just have your own bikini bartending show. And I'm like, oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> how did that go? Um, like, how did you find... Did you find you were getting good traction from the YouTube stuff? I honestly don't think so. I do not get YouTube and SEO. I'm going to try again. And... For the next time, it'll be different to where I'll put some damn clothes on. I don't know. <laughs> to, to where it could be on YouTube. I mean, to where it could be on TikTok, too. Right. So, yeah, I wanted to have a double life to where one page was acting and one page was bartending. Right. And I called her the other day. and I was like, hey, girl, are you okay? What's up? Um, She didn't reply. And she texted me like six or seven hours later. And she said, no, she sent me an email. <laughs> I wish I could pull it up right now. But the email was saying, Hey, I hope you're doing well. I just want to let you know that I just walked across your new bartending page. They said that you're a mobile bartender in Los Angeles. And I just want to say congratulations. Uh, what are you doing? But from now on, you can no longer be a part of, I forgot, it's a bartending company. She said, you you cannot be a part of uh, this bartending company because competition and stuff like that. And I was like, I called you. Say, hey, girl, what's up? You, you didn't reply and you sent me an email. 
Right, yeah. I thought we were friends. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I could have said like, yo, I'm trying to get us traction because, but I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. It doesn't even matter because there's another bartending company I'm getting gigs from who's paying me. Literally right. paying me hourly, so. Yeah. yeah, that's my toxic past of mobile yeah. bartending. And that company was really great. I left the company, I think, three months ago because I have been in, I, I, have, a, I have a job at Soho House, which is right. nice. We were checking it out <laughs> online before the recording today. That It looks amazing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So that's um, a huge step from like going from Coyote Ugly to the Soho House. Not even that. It was a huge, okay. I moving to bartending in LA really humbled me because I thought I knew everything when I worked at Coyote Ugly. Newsflash, right. it's a dive bar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know a lot of I thought you just look cute, make drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know uh, I didn't know what a lot of drinks were, which I'm supposed to like, like if you if you ask me for Aperol Spritz, Dirty Martini at Coyote Ugly, I'd be like, what? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, because nobody's coffee. ordering those drinks there, right? So why would yeah, you even know not. them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of drinks. I was like, what? So I moved here and I did mobile bartending for a Curly Bartender. I love her so much. I'm going to say that company because I love her. But yeah, the uh, Curly Bartender. I worked with her for two or I think two years of my time in L.A. And um, she was very nice, very sweet, very flexible because... I am an actress, so there's, there were times where I had to say, oh, I can't work this because I have this, I have a, a gig going on, an acting gig going on. But that um, that's when I started to learn a lot about, like, oh, this is what this is. And, and not, not even about that, it's about, like, the, the etiquette of bartending. Because bartending, not like working at Coyote Ugly performing, but bartending is still performing. It's like when you <laughs> peel an orange garden, it's like an orange peel, you garnish it, you don't just stick it in swirl it around you know? yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's still performing and now i'm just like at coyote i was just like all right you know yeah. it was very coyote was very simple so i'm glad that that was the next step of bartending before i got to the soho house right so um, like that's kind of where you're learning sort of the craft of making cocktails mm-hmm. and like, but i was still cocky i was like <laughs> dude like i traveled to bars <laughs> like right. what are you talking about like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, so now oh, I did at one point, I did go to bartender school because I wanted to learn more about the craft cocktails about I just wanted to learn more about it. And I, at that point, I was like, I'm fucking done with bartending. Like, just because I was like, I'm not making enough money. And like, like, I want to, like, take a break from acting, like, because I don't want to do background. And I didn't have, like, energy to bartend anymore. And at times, and honestly, I did have there were some shifts where I got drunk. Sure. so i went to bartender school and it like i guess it gave me more of a push to learn more cocktails and be more of a mixologist and know my shit basically so if somebody asks for something i'm always like if somebody asks for anything i'm like oh i don't have that but i can do this some bartenders are like no we ain't got it sorry right i'm like girl (laughs) like come on so yes so uh yeah, so the bartender school was a little bit, bit of a step. It was nice. But, you know, it's kind of to get in and get out. If somebody didn't approve me because I only worked at a dive bar, I'd be like, well, I have my bartender certificate. Right, yeah, yeah. So, no, but yeah, I mean, that's it does why. help, yeah. So when you're bartending in L.A. and you're you're doing these different gigs, and are a lot of the people you wor- you're working with also trying to be actors? No. Oh, wow. When I was at Curly Bartender, I think... I was the only actor, 
However, there was a lady, she used to be a dancer, but everybody's just bartending and doing other stuff. But yeah, at Soho House, I think I met maybe two people that are actors and some person and another person that's like, I think I want to get into acting now. You oh, know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, yeah, go girl. <laughs> uh, it's just weird to talk to people that like it's not passionate about it as I am. Like it's not something I never get tired of. So not a lot of people they're like give give up on it. Um, so it's hard to talk to certain people about like my passion. So I'm just like, eh, you know, or like even if they hit a big commercial, I'm like, oh my gosh, girl, yes, let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. But so- sometimes it's like it's like I don't know. It's more about like making the money at El Bartini because uh, Soho House, I think it's the most I've made in a week. It's been right. the most I've made in a week and it's crazy. Talk to me a little bit about the crowd that goes to the Soho Club because it's like, it's a membership club, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. So what kind of people are you serving there? Sometimes I feel sad because it's a members only club. Right. I, I just feel bad because it's, it's only open to a certain amount of people in LA. Right. But imagine if it was up to everybody. It would have been balls to the walls. Right. But uh, the crowd, each crowd is different, I believe, at each building. I feel like the West Hollywood location is more of the the Sadita crowd who, you know, and the nice people go, probably they'll go when they get leave in a word show. People want to look nice and flashy. But the one I work at on Holloway is more of a really chill vibe. They are trying to get more of, I believe, they're trying to get more of POC and LGBTQ and like to have like a chill vibe so you, you don't have to you know, just do too much. Right. You don't have to do too much to like just be, just honestly be, eat and chill. Yeah, the people at Holloway House, they're like, oh my gosh, I love it because the bartenders here are so not, I shouldn't say that. (laughs) 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 Uh, But the people, the members of Soho House, they come to Holloway and they say, we really like this location because it's very chill and it's very vibey. We have a rooftop, Um, not a pool though, but a cool rooftop and um, a nice bar we have cool couches. It gives me a Californian 70s vibe thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, so, right on, it's right on Sunset Boulevard, or is that the other one? No, it's the other one. That's the other yeah, one. Sorry. Other I don't know anything about L.A., so. No, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's one that's in, it's it's two that's in West Hollywood. Oh, okay. And But uh, <laughs> it's two that's in Hollywood, and I'm in the one in Holloway. And Holloway and West Hollywood are two different vibes. Gotcha. Yeah, but, but it's nice to... Work in a bar that's balls to the walls, crazy and stuff. Yeah. But it's also nice to take my time and get used to the more drinks that people are going to ask me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, just chill people, chill vibes. And it's weird. The, the money's still good. I'm like, wow, I don't have to work as hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so do you feel that like you're still learning with regards to like bartending and craft cocktails? and Or do you feel like you've got a good handle on it now? I have a good hand on a lot of stuff. However, there's some drinks that I do forget, like depending on the cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Well, with that's everybody though, right? Like, yeah, you know, nobody, yeah, like, can, nobody can remember all the fucking cocktails. There's too okay. many of them. Well, that's a go. <laughs> yeah. That's a go. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But I um, honestly, I feel like bartending, wherever you go, is still the same because it's like your goal is to ask what they want. If they don't know what they want, tell them what they want. Yeah. And get the drink out there. And if you're busy as fuck, Get the drink, go on. Get the drink, go on. Right. So lately it's been like, it's, it's been to the point where I'm able to learn the Soho way. Because the Soho way is different from <laughs> Coyote way yeah, and yeah. Kelly Bartender way. So I've learned uh, more of the Soho way and that's we're changing. It's a new building. It, it's right. a new location. So I'm still learning about uh, how to be more flexible in the Soho way and still be happy. 
<laughs> as a yeah. fun bartender. So yeah. But it's kind of interesting too, right? Because you're right. Like the, you talk about the difference between the coyote ugly way and the curly bartender way and the Soho way. But in yes. many respects, it's funny. You move to these vastly different spots, but the job at the end is the same. You still got to tell people what they want to drink if they don't know what they want to drink. And exactly, right, you know, like you move from spot to spot, but it's the same gig at the end of the day. It's just exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm always like I've worked in a ton of places as well. I'm always amazed by how similar the job is. So like, you feel like. Like, you know, when you started at a new spot that seems a little bit overwhelming, like yes. starting at Soho Club and then you're just like, holy fuck. And you're all nervous about it. And then you get behind the bar and you're like, oh, I'm just bartending again. Literally just. Yeah. 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 You we don't fall have into it. What else yeah. you want? Yeah. It's, it's so simple. Yeah. Like. yeah. <laughs> so and obviously they're OK with your working around your acting career as well. They've been OK with it yeah. so far. When I, I told them I was an actress. There's some people who shy away from telling pe- telling people that they're an actress, but no, I, I that, that gives me anxiety. No, yeah. <laughs> I told them that I'm an actress in an interview, and uh, they said, "So we want you to be full time. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you can be full time." And I said, like, "Yeah, I can be full time. Yeah, but I can still take off." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, um, it's better to be honest up front, right? Because otherwise yeah. you're like fucking hiding it and then you're constantly just calling in sick or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, yeah. I don't. Yeah, no. So I already had dates saved. And I, I always get scared of, the, scared of that because sometimes if I have a trip planned, if I have something planned. Or, and I was in a play. Right. I was in the Vagina Monologues. And uh, it was already scheduled before I got hired. I had a birthday before, like two weeks before that. That weekend, I could not work. So I told them, <laughs> I told them, like, I cannot be available for these two weekends. You still want to hire me? Right. And they said, yeah. And I was See, like, that, All right. and, and that's the best thing. I like, guess speaking as a bar owner myself, I would rather just have that information up front than find it out later when you're trying to get yeah, the time off at the last second, right? Like, yeah. It just makes sense. There's some people who, uh, like, even like, I don't know, they like lie or try to like, there's some people who they're really comfortable in, say, in saying like, you know, I came here for acting and like, I get it. I came here for acting too, but they're so like, oh, they're, they're not going to let me take off. All right. I'm going to just quit and go to the next one because this is LA. I mean, like I get it, but I don't know about y'all, but I'm not trying to go to job to job. Like right. <laughs> this is, just, this is, 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 is exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's really exhausting. So so with that, it just, yeah, I'd rather be upfront and like let them know. And because of the thing is, when I um, started working at Soho House for full time, I stopped doing background work completely right. because I'm going to get paid the same amount of money or more, actually. Well, no, more right. a day. So it's kind of like, I, I don't care. I only say yes to commercials and I'm trying to get into film more. I just did a, a, a play, but they asked me to do another one. And I was like, child, the play was free. Like, uh, <laughs> it was not paid. Yeah. Uh. So it's kind of like, like, I respect y'all, but right now I just need to... I need to get on my money right now. Yeah. Like, how much, that's me. How much of that do you find that you have to do? I'm sort of just interested in the acting part of it. Like, how much, like, free work did you feel like you had to do before you were finally like, fuck it, I'm just going to start turning that shit down? Well, back home, I did a lot of theater that was free or for $300 in six weeks. Like, it was like a stipend kind of thing. Right. But being a background actor in, in Los Angeles is literally just like a regular job. You get the fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like that. Or you get the or you get the daily rate. Um, you still get paid. Even low budget music videos, I still got paid. The lowest I've gotten paid, I think, was one hundred or one hundred fifty for eight hours. 
And I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll do that again. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't know. I, yeah. Oh, my gosh, my standards back then was horrible. <laughs> but, um, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> yes. And now that I'm learning, I'm like, oh, you know, I learned about the casting websites. And I, and I logged into that. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. But now I'm like, when it comes to commercials, I have to look into it. And I'm like, I have to be in fucking SAG. Like, I don't know. It just... Because if you get sad, if I get a sag, I know I'm sure I know for sure I'm gonna get paid and make sure I'm good. But like right. lately it's been like if I'm in something and I'm like I hate waiting on money to come. Like that's why yeah, I yeah. took a break from like just bartending at gigs because it was just so hard to find a gig here, find a gig there, like bartending gig here, acting gig there. It was so hard. I'm like, you know what? I just want to take a fucking break and be like, all right, I'm just gonna clock in, clock out, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, like have a steady job that you can count on, right? Like Yes. So that is like it's now soothing. And um, but with, with acting, I'm trying to be a boss ass bitch, basically. Yeah. So meaning like I'm not doing <laughs> I'm not doing I'm not doing at all background work. Maybe if the show is cool, maybe. But it's like, why do background work when I know I'm gonna try my hardest uh when I'm not working to get an agent and get SAG to where I know I'm gonna get paid and to where I know I'm gonna get us. One line speaking role. Yeah. What's the so, what's the process yeah. of getting like your SAG card? Like like Yo. how do you go about getting it? It sounds like it's a pain in the ass. It's literally like Charlie when he was looking for the golden ticket. He had to go through all <laughs> those chocolate bars. Yeah. Literally how it is. But basically how it works is there are some gigs, like each gig you do is non union or SAG or the other affiliates they have. Mm-hmm. But it's either non union or union. And if you are non union and you go to a union, they won't have a voucher for you. So it's not like, oh, I just got a union gig, but they didn't have the voucher for you. How you can do it is you go to like a random background worker. Well, let's, if it's background, you go to a background work and it's non-union and union. Somebody who is in the union who got the gig did not show up. You ask if they have a budget for an extra voucher there. They usually say no because all union members show up. They get paid. (laughs) They get paid. (laughs) They show up. But unless it would have been nice to do it if, like, you know, obviously if somebody had COVID during that time. If, if I thought about it, like, I didn't know anything about this, but right. when COVID, of course, people got sick. They would have, like, that's a voucher for you. Yeah. So you just ask them for, yeah, you just ask them for if you have any vouchers. A lot of them, every time they said no. I did one, there's another one um, where you can stag new media. It's where a very low-budgeted short film will take place. And I was in that. And that was called Dick Control. It's so funny. <laughs> it, was, it, it was in a festival. Basically, the plot was this guy, he was a rapper. He was disrespecting women. And this witch put a spell on his dick and it could never be on heart. So, yeah, okay. so <laughs> he had to start respecting women. <laughs> <laughs> that was just right oh, for a God. joke. I had to say something. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that, might, that might be out of there. Yeah, have to check <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's actually funny. Uh, so, yeah. So, that is when I got one voucher. You need three vouchers to, to be qualified for SAG. Oh, okay. The thing is, wow. some people try not to do SAG because they're like, there's, there, there's, there's not enough SAG gigs. With SAG New Media, that's how it goes. You out- automatically have your like w- that one SAG voucher. It could be like the slip that you sign to sign your hourly that you got. It could be contract that you sign. Another one could be if you get a commercial, but those are even harder because most commercials are not SAG. They're non-union. Oh, um, right. And there are probably more you can do, or but that's the good way to do it. So Yeah, and some people... You people get very lucky. 
they'll get into like a commercial or a film or something. And after that one gig, they they have to make you sag after that. Oh, okay. Like, I'm gonna need God to bless me with that. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be Charlie too long. So yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So we'll let you go soon because you're giving us a lot of time and you're, I know you're, you've got a lot of, a lot of shit going on today. Plus you're trying to get your drink on at the restaurant. So. <laughs> Before I let you go though, what's the biggest show that you've done background on? House party. Okay. Nice. So I was, I was background in house party and the whole movie was one day. Well, the whole movie, the, the whole scene is mainly one day. Mm. And I got background and they asked me, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell y'all. Okay. Yeah. They asked me to go for one day. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go for one day. I went there and the director picked me to be like the girl to be by the celebrity in the movie. Oh, okay. Like, once you watch it, it's, yeah, hopefully I'll have like, so you'll see me for two seconds. <laughs> 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 Welcome to background life. Yeah. But um, it's where I'm, I'm pulling the celebrity to go dance on him. But somebody stops him. So I'm going to tell you all that. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, mainly I am in a scene with a celebrity at House Party. And it's so cool. I didn't even know who he was. Can I just not lie? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of people saying, you don't know who he is. You know who he is. And I'm like, no. Like, no. And you know. Yeah, you should watch it. <laughs> yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, Maisha, yeah. thanks so much for doing the show. And we, I know you had a lot going on today, and I screwed up our original meeting. So thanks for <laughs> sticking with us. And best of luck in everything. It sounds like things are growing great at Soho Club. And yes. with your acting career, stick with it, and you're going to, you, I'm sure you'll do great. So thanks. thank you. No, thank you very much for doing this. Just before you go, though, uh, if someone wants to find you online, what's the best way to do that? Ooh, follow me on Instagram or TikTok. It is Maisha 2.0. M-Y-E-S-H-A 2.0. The only 2.0 you know. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Okay, thanks again. Appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks very much. 